0: Welcome to Sunday Plus, a podcast dedicated to diving deeper into Calvary Vista Sunday sermon to discover more of God's truth and how it applies to our lives. I'm Tyler Raquette. I'm Aaron Sabio. Pete Denham. And today we talked about the Holy Spirit again, part two, what mm. Jesus has to say about the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. This week we talked about what this means, what this looks like for our everyday life. So yeah. uh, what are some thoughts that that stuck out to you guys in, in the sermon in our text today? Yeah, Pete, go for us. Yeah, I
1: just love that beautiful reminder that the Holy Spirit is a person mm-hmm, and that yeah. He's personal. He's a personal being that desires to have a deep abiding relationship in our lives. He cares about the everyday. I like yeah. how you said like, how does the Holy Spirit affect the everyday? Well, he, he does and he wants mm-hmm. to be
2: involved yeah. I in love, our lives. I love that, how he's personal and he's also patient. You brought that out, that he's the three mile an hour God, where he just wants to walk with you and he's patient mm-hmm. in the process of bringing in that fruit. And I think, I think that was such a timely mm-hmm. word uh, because we are a culture that has always results oriented we just love mm. to see the results yep. you know we love the extreme makeover when it's like 45 minutes or the demolition <laughs> and then all of a sudden at the end of the episode it's all beautiful but mm. that's not how the holy spirit works it's mm. over a lifetime yeah. of sanctification like you said and in my life i'm so thankful that the holy spirit has been so patient to work mm. with me and in me mm. and uh, i am a result of the holy spirit's slow work in my life and and the use of Amen. other people pouring into me through the holy yeah. spirit by their holy spirit in them you know just uh, encouraging me and exhorting mm-hmm. me. And so I'm so thankful that he walks with us and he's so patient with us too. Yeah,
1: and I think I, I, I'm reminded of Francis Chan's book, The Forgotten God, mm. in the sense that, you know, he's making this case that, man, so many people don't understand that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Yeah. He is God. Person, right. Yeah. And so he he is working, the, you know, I mean, he's equal with the Father. I mean, they're yes. all, you know, three in one. And so just like we would view the Father as like tender and loving and training Mm. us and disciplining us, and then we would view Jesus as our Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord, our friend. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit has the role of comforter, helper. Mm. Um, He empowers us, strengthens us, and and he's a person that we can have a, a sweet, deep, real relationship with. And mm-hmm. it's something we need to be pursuing because mm-hmm. Jesus makes it clear in John 14, he's leaving mm-hmm. yeah. and that it's actually better that he leaves. I mean, just right. imagine being his disciples hearing that like in the upper room, Passover meal, mm-hmm. they love their rabbi. They've been with him for three years. They've gone through thick and thin. They've left all, they've abandoned all to follow him. And now he's saying, well, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, gosh, and he, but he's promising his peace and his right. peace is a person, which I love what mm-hmm. you said today.
2: The peace of God is actually the person of God, the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And believers can have him at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, yeah. like you were saying, he was limited in his physical body to be at a certain place at a certain time, but the Holy Spirit, he's omniscient. He's, yeah. And he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Uh, he's, so he's all-powerful and he's everywhere. And he is um, our helper. And I love even just that term helper, how he mm. comes alongside of us, he helps mm-hmm. us. And that's the thing too, you, you nailed it at the end when you were saying that, that the spirit-filled life is a surrendered life. Mm-hmm. Because... As the helper comes, you can deny his help, and that's being puffed up with pride, or you can humbly ask and surrender. I I accept that help, and I need that help, and he loves to give us that help through the person of the Holy Spirit.
0: Mm, yeah I, I also love the term the advocate And some translations mm-hmm. you use that for the Pericletus of an advocate is someone that's fighting for you wow. and I think that's such a great reminder in the daily life like God is fighting for us He fought for us on the cross mm-hmm. He conquered sin and death but he's still fighting for us and this the reality I love that camp that we did mm-hmm. um, together where the theme was God is for us He's not against us but he's for us yep. and, and so the Holy Spirit when he gives us those checks, in our heart or spirit. It's to to convict us and to draw us to Jesus because he's for us. And I think something that we need to remember is that God's best usually always is much different than our best. Yep right? Amen. I mean, it's just so much different. And so as he is giving us that check or that conviction, it's Mm -hmm. because he's telling us, listen, that's actually not what I have for you. Mm -hmm. That's not my best. I have something better and Mm -hmm. his way is always better. Right. But that, that, that term of an advocate. Yeah. uh, I I love that. And you say, you know,
2: God's best is often different. God's best is often the cross. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, it is the dying and the denial of ourselves and our sinful desires to actually receive the life that Christ has for us. And so we may not feel like it's gonna be the best because our flesh is so used to being gratified, but once Mm. we take that step to trust the Holy Spirit, to heed his warnings and his checks to not, to not grieve him, we see that in that obedience, there's a blessing and Mm. the Holy Spirit is also the good gift giver. That's Um, right. And so he loves giving good gifts. And a lot of that is the blessings Mm. of walking with him, which is all the peace and the joy and that, Mm. just that satisfaction of dwelling with him because you're you're in, in close communion with him. Yeah, that's God's best.
0: But you have to get through the cross first. Yes. And I, on that topic of peace, that was something I didn't get much time to go into. But mm-hmm. Pete, you brought up some great things about the peace of God prior. You know, how how can we experience and what does the peace of God look like um, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. everyday life? We did cover He the peace mm-hmm. as a person. That's who he is. But man, there's to be honest, there's so many moments where we don't experience that peace or, mm-hmm. or we don't feel at peace. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, give us some insight there on what we're talking about earlier in the week. Yeah,
1: so I think in, if if you want to talk about peace, I think it's important to understand that our world views peace, our culture views peace in a way that um, isn't what how the Bible describes yep. um, mm. peace. So, for example, if if you take you know Zen Buddhism mm. or Eastern religious practices, peace is a Gosh, I would say an almost escapism. Mm -hmm. So you think about yoga, you think about, you know, centering your mind, escaping, you know, um, meditation, not how we're supposed to meditate on God's word, but Mm -hmm. meditation in the sense that I want to empty myself of my thoughts. I just want to escape or people will turn um, to narcotics to experience Mm -hmm. this escape from trouble. Okay, biblical peace is completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm. Biblical peace is, I think of the story of, there's so many examples. I don't want to go on too many ta- tangents here, but biblical peace is the person of God with you, mm-hmm. mm. um, individually, and the person of God with us corporately mm-hmm. as the church. Mm-hmm. So here's an example. I don't have to escape mm. to experience peace. Right. I think of Gideon, okay? In Judges, mm. the book of Judges, God is raising up this weak man who is the least in his family, who's the least of the tribe um, of Israel. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and he's. This is when we first see God revealing Himself as Jehovah Shalom, the mm. God of peace, and it is in the middle mm. of a foreign army Mm -hmm. invading and Mm -hmm. taking over the land. So Gideon, um, so what I'm getting at here is that Gideon's not escaping to experience Mm. peace. Mm -hmm. Gideon has the person of God, really, it's actually Jesus who's revealing himself to Mm. Gideon in that moment, okay? So for us as Christians, if we want to experience peace in our everyday lives, Especially in a year like 2020, okay, Mm -hmm. when there's so much, uh, it's so tumultuous Mm -hmm. and uh, divisive and confusing. Um, I think our flesh will have the tendency to want to escape, Mm -hmm. to want to hide. What the Lord is inviting us into through the person of the Holy Spirit is to abide. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not to escape, it's to abide. It's to invite mm-hmm. the Lord into those moments. Yep. Wow. It's that in the middle of chaos, I can have all of this craziness around me, but I can experience just this kabob, this presence of God, the peace of God resting mm-hmm. on me personally. Okay. Yeah. Then secondly, we experience the peace of God corporately. Um, we experience it at the church. We experience mm-hmm. it today when you mm-hmm. have uh, people from all different sorts of walks of life, ethnicities, mm-hmm. backgrounds coming together in a place, gathering as the saints, the body of Christ, and experience, experiencing His presence, that He actually... Um, sits enthroned upon the praises of his people mm. that when two or more are gathered, mm. he's there. So again, the peace of God is the person of God, mm. the Holy Spirit. We experience that personally. We experience it corporately. It's not escapism. It's inviting the presence of God in my moment now. Yep. Okay. So if you want to go back to Acts 2, sorry if I'm just exploding. No, good. Good. Really no, if you, yeah, if you, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't. I, I don't know exactly where this is at in Genesis. So the Tower of Babel. Yeah. What chapter this is? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think I'd probably six. should know. Maybe six. Yes, I think it is. I don't know. Let me look this up. You look it up while I'll I'm talking. Okay, so you have the you, Tower of Babel. What's happening? You have people who are coming together to, to basically ascend to the heavens. They're they are building this tower to climb to the. To um, the heavens, to, uh, to ascend, to assume yeah. a godlikeness. Okay, mm. and God confuses them with many languages and scatters them. And so you have the Tower of Babel. Babel, Genesis eleven. Okay, sorry, Noah's <laughs> Ark, Genesis six. Genesis eleven. Okay, and so you have God dispersing these people who are really in rebellion to Him, or in, in a sense mm. of deep pride and in, in their own hearts are trying to be God. Mm. Um, Okay, so you have the reversal of the Tower of Babel Mm. post the the ascension of Christ, post the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, the ascension, in Acts 2, in the coming upon the baptism of the Mm. Spirit and the disciples in the upper room. What is happening? Okay, well, the person of God, the Holy Spirit who is peace, Mm -hmm. is falling on his people. And what do you see? You see the unbabbling of Babel. You Mm. see this great reversal. Now all of a sudden you have people from every, all different types of nations and languages coming together to hear the gospel of Jesus. So this Mm. is where we see a corporate peace. Mm. We see a unifying of the gospel together. Okay, What does our world need right now? More than a president, more than um, a legislature, more than anything, we need uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace we receive, which then opens the, the doors of our hearts to receive the Holy mm. Spirit, who's the peace of God, to bring unity that
2: we yep. so desperately need. And yep. that was way too much. No, that was nice. so, but, so good. Yeah. I love it. I, I remember the first time I experienced just the, the peace of God. I was in New Zealand Mm. and there was family drama going back home. My dad was actually considering stepping down from ministry just to take care of the family, younger brothers acting up, and sanctification, all this stuff. But Come on, Sabio. It, I know, seriously, <laughs> right? But I, I, when I received these, th- this news, I was just so broken. And mm. I'm like, gosh, I just want to go back home. I want to fix it. I, you know, My dad needs me with the ministry, all the different things, mm. and I was encouraged just to pause and pray. And so mm. I went to my dorm room. And I was like, I felt so small. Like, I just went to a corner just to cry and just like be honest with the Lord. And it was at that point, like you were saying, like, the peace of God, the person, he comes mm-hmm. into our mess. Yep. And that was the first time I ever felt, like, wow. the physical presence of God in, so in my little corner of my room turned into a sanctuary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, this? it was a supernatural moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I remember that was the first time I, I felt God's peace. And it was, like you were saying, it's not the absence of, chaos it's actually in the chaos there is that sense of God is in control mm-hmm. his word is true his promises are true and now like what am I gonna do with that now I'm gonna walk in faith and yeah. believe his promise yeah and uh, that really helped me um, being you know miles Thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles away um, to experience, from my family to experience even just like God's peace, even in that drama. And I'm so thankful for for that. Um, But there's also been other times too, and and maybe you guys can share about this too, where I've, I've invited the Holy Spirit into my mess and I still don't feel it. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's sin in my life, or maybe I'm not doing something right. But um, I was, I was really encouraged because I was hearing a, a dear brother, and he was saying like, yeah, sometimes I don't feel God's presence, but those are the times I'm reminded that it's not about my feelings; that's it's, right. it's yeah. about faith. Yeah. And I, he's like, in those times, God's calling me to grow up. I'm like, oh, maybe that's you it, you know? So he's maturing us, and so that's yeah. the, the yeah. patience part of the sanctification mm-hmm. too. It's not being reliant on our feelings, but it's really taking His promises and uh, and going for it. Wow. And, and yeah, you may not feel that like He's there, and he He's present, but he is. And that's yeah. the truth of God's word.
1: Yeah. I would say faith over feelings yes. every yes. single time. Amen. Amen. And just to encourage you with this, um, under that same point that you brought up, I think it was point, um, it was point number two, his patience, that he guides us and grows mm. us. Mm-hmm. Well, check this out. Listen to what um, Paul says in Romans 8 about the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit, mm. this is verse 26 through 27, helps us in our weaknesses. Kind Amen. Mm. For we Amen. do not know what we should pray for as we ought, oh, mm. but the Spirit himself makes intercession. There's mm. our advocate. There's yeah. the God who's fighting for us. There's the peace in the midst of chaos. Mm. Um, he's, he makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Mm. What's Paul saying? The Holy Spirit makes intercession for you Mm. according to God's will. Mm -hmm. So you may not feel it, you may not have that peace in in the moment as a feeling, but you can have faith that Mm -hmm. God, through the, through the work of the Holy Spirit, is making an intercession mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. praying in accordance to God's will wow. over
0: your life. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Before we continue, I want to go back to a word you said, escapism, because I think that's yeah. so good. It's like when, when we're in the presence of trouble or fear, mm-hmm. I, I resonated with that so much. There's moments, my natural tendency is to escape. Okay. It's to pick up my phone it's to go on Instagram mm. or to watch something on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bet you I am not the only one. Mm-hmm. We A, a yeah. lot of us no, have that totally. tendency. It's like, like, absolutely. Like, yep. it, like you said, that's the natural response yes. It's to escape. Let me empty my mind yeah. of these thoughts. Let me dole myself out yeah. in a moment, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so to speak. And, and what you're saying is rather than doing those things, we can invite God's presence mm-hmm. into that very troubling mm-hmm. thought yeah. or into this troubling chaotic mess. Yeah. And that's where in his presence, his peace found. Wow. I think that that's so good that's and, and I would exhort myself and maybe any of our listeners yeah. if you find yourself doing the same thing when you're feeling conflict or chaos or trouble or fear and maybe it's not drugs maybe it's alcohol maybe it's maybe it's just picking up your phone and going on Instagram for that yeah. endorphin release mm-hmm. or whatever Facebook or whatever it is or YouTube or a movie or whatever it is allow that to be like a, a, mm-hmm. a an alarm clock or whatever yep. to say hey let me, instead of escaping this, like you said, yeah. let me invite Holy, the Holy Spirit into yep. this thought mm-hmm. um, because God doesn't want us to be avoidant right. of mm-hmm. trouble, right. right? He says yeah. that trial and tribulation, persecution, these things are promised to us. And in fact, like you said, he wants to grow us up yep. in these things yep. uh, so that we can become more than conquerors in Christ yeah. Jesus. Yep.
1: Yep. And we're missing training opportunities. We're yeah. missing discipleship opportunities wow. under the hand of our father when mm. we are escaping to things that are lesser than. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I actually would. I'll go back and say this. It's not so much, it's not, escapism is dangerous, but what are you escaping to? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like, if I'm escaping to these worldly things that I'm gonna get what the world, I'm gonna get what mm-hmm. the world has to offer, mm-hmm. which is just more chaos, Right. Yeah. Which just downward is downward spiral. Downward, yeah. downward spiral, absolutely. But if I'm escaping into the arms of my father, wow. mm-hmm. if, I'm in, if I'm inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit into my moment, mm-hmm. then that will make all the difference in the world. And I think of Jesus, and we see it all throughout the gospels who, oftentimes retreated mm-hmm. um he didn't he wasn't i mean he was you could say he was escaping okay if you want to you know if you want to play if you want to yeah. play on words he was he was getting away though mm-hmm. intentionally with the father mm-hmm. okay and he's and he's spending time abiding right mm-hmm. and then he's coming back hearing the voice of god hearing the father's will mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and doing what the father's saying so we can follow um jesus's example in that yep. And it's yep. difficult to do, especially in a year like this, because when when our countries, when there's been chaos in the streets, yeah. the racial tension, um, all now with this, with the election, yep. when you have um, all of this hatred, and I, I think probably the last place we should be turning is the internet, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like when we're yeah, not feeling, mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're feeling uh, disturbed. Because um, yep. God has a peace that is, again, like we hear in Philippians,
2: it it surpasses understanding Mm. it is just so good um that it surpasses understanding yeah i love it and on the flip side too i think you guys mentioned that your bend is towards escapism Mm -hmm. where my bend when things are getting chaotic mine is control so mm. I want to dictate my own schedule. I want to dictate what I'm going to spend my money on and just that's make good. sure you make it make it all order. I want to build my kingdom, so to speak. I want to put up my walls because yep. I don't want anything to disturb my peace. And that's not good either, you know, mm. so you can you can fall back into escapism or you can fall back into control, but the, the best part is is surrender. Yeah, right? Mm. So Amen. even just okay, Lord, even even if these things happen, even if my kingdom is taken away, you're still good mm. and your promises still remain. And then, so I think there's the people who bend towards escapism or the people who bend towards control. Mm. But, you know, like you said if you invest in any of those different options it's going to lead to a downward spiral but Christ yeah. in that surrender we find life and mm. we find the peace and we find the joy everything that we're looking for in those other distractions it's only found in Christ mm. and and Christ is really good by the holy spirit to allow you to invest in those things just to see the fruit of it is destruction mm, you know so good. like a good uh, father he's like okay yeah. if you want to choose that Go for it. I'm still gonna be with you as you learn, but come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think too, sometimes people get burned while they're in the distractions and they forget to come back. But the Holy Spirit maybe this is a word for you guys, the Holy Spirit is saying come back. It's not too late to come back. Yeah. yeah. That's good.
0: So let's let's talk for a moment about sanctification, because mm. that's really that's a really big word. Wow. It's a loaded word, but that's kind of the crux of the message is how does this work in yeah. the spirit's life? Like this there's a process to it. So yep. yeah, any insight, like what, what's the word sanctification mean, Aaron? Well
2: it's 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 being set apart yeah. from something to someone. Mm. And, and for us, it's being set apart from the world so good, to Christ. Yeah. And often, uh, you know, the things in the tabernacle, the, the vessels in the tabernacle were sanctified. They were set apart for mm. the use of the ministry or for God, right, so to speak. And so it's, it's that ongoing process when we say yes to Jesus until the gates of heaven that the process mm. of being like Christ, that's sanctification. So good. So that process is an everyday mm. thing. And it starts with your surrender. We're always saying the surrender thing, but it always starts with surrender Mm. and obedience to the Holy Spirit's prompting as guided and instructed by his word. And so it's so important too to be in the word of God because the Holy Spirit brings things to remembrance, but if you don't, have it in to remind, mm. there's nothing to remind you. Yep. So you have to fill up with the, Holy, with, the, with the Holy Word so the Holy Spirit can bring things to remembrance. And that's where it, where it matters in the workplace or as yeah. you're dealing with your family and your friends. It's, it's those checks and the, and the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance God's Word or a principle from Scripture and you have to be obedient to it. That's mm. the process of sanctification. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a lifelong thing. And so yeah. we're not done yet. Like I, I say, we're people in process, mm. also trying to help people in process. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
1: So good. So good. Yeah, and I love, too, that we're talking about, you know, in Galatians 5, you, you went to Galatians 5 this morning, which mm-hmm. was so good. And in verse 22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. And I had this moment while you were preaching, Tyler, and I was like, man, like, we think of fruit. Um, it was under your point that the, the fruit implies internal growth. It's mm-hmm. coming from the inside out um like a seed is is planted in the ground and after a while it begins to grow um gradual growth and it's measured over time yep. inevitable growth um true faith will will produce true fruit but you know i love that the scripture uses fruit um as a agricultural analogy in how we're to grow spiritually because um it does it is gradual mm. it is not instant mm-hmm. um and so when I think of sanctification, I think of being set apart, being um, made into the image of the Son, mm-hmm, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy bake oven. It's not right. a microwave. <laughs> wow, right. that's really it's, good. It's not a toaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is It's the crock fruit. pot, dude. Not an instant pot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the instant pot. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it, it is gradual. It takes time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and in Galatians 5, there's a contrast between the really the the desires of your sinful nature i would call it the fruit of the flesh or whatever Mm -hmm. versus the fruit of the spirit and you know the the lord is sanctifying us gradually Mm -hmm. um, by the power of the holy spirit from very strong fleshly impulses Mm -hmm. um, and teaching us the the way of jesus Mm -hmm. which is um which is the cross you know, which is loving, which is love Mm -hmm. and that manifests and enjoy peace, patience, kindness, Mm -hmm. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Mm -hmm. self-control, but those things are not natural. So it takes time. It's gradual. And so for anyone here that, um, gosh, maybe you're discouraged today, Mm -hmm. that, that you're, you're not seeing the kind of fruit that that you would maybe want to see in your life. Just stay faithful, keep running. Because here's the thing. We, again, you said it earlier, Aaron, we live in an instant gratification culture. Mm -hmm. Everything is instant um and we we have to unravel that yep. in our kind of western uh christianity yep. it's just it's it's not always going to be immediate so don't be discouraged because yep. that's when the that's where the enemy will get a foot in the door mm-hmm. and start speaking lies against your identity in christ Um, So be be patient as the Holy Spirit is patiently sanctifying you and producing that fruit. Yeah, Um, amen.
2: Because contextually in Galatians 5, Galatians 6 follows afterwards. And he says, don't grow weary while doing good, Mm -hmm. for you shall reap... You know, in due time, if you do not lose heart. And so yeah. Paul's right in it because our tendency is to lose heart. Yeah. Like, I've been, I've been sowing to the good things, and still there's no mm. harvest. Like, it's God like is a patient it. God, mm. and yeah. you need to be patient with yourself and with also with others, like you were saying today, yeah. too. Because um, mm. in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose mm. heart. And so, so good. Yeah, that losing heart, that's the battleground within. You know yeah. and, and but once that fruit is, is come, it's beautiful too. Yeah. And, and fruit is never for the benefit of it's tree. it's for the benefit of others too. Wow. right That's great like Whoa. The, 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 fruit, that's doesn't, so the fruit doesn't feed the tree. Ouch. The fruit feeds other people. Wow. so it's a blessing wow. to other people wow. and yeah. that's just what that's love is, you know it's, wow. it's, it's, it's always others minded. Dude, so, you just blew my mind, brother. What? I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I know, that was really go. I'm having a little bit of a fangirl moment. I right know, <laughs> <I'm> sitting across from <laughs> you, I'm not, like, uh, so your time will come. Like, you, 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 maybe you're thinking, like, "Will I'm not, I'm not my, my time will come." Your <laughs> time will come. Maybe you're feeling like, "I'm not effective. I'm not being a blessing." That's how it's, it's gonna feel. come. You know, you that fruit <laughs> yeah. is gonna be a blessing to the body of Christ, mm. and it's gonna be beautiful. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. We to that. You.
0: Of course, man. <laughs> that <is> good. <laughs> that's good. Well, that that that's so good because fruit implies multiplication. Like you're saying, like if a seed falls off the ground, that's how another tree is is born yeah. or, or and we're called that command from Genesis to be mm. fruitful and multiply is now spiritual for us to be yeah. fruitful and multiply. And we will never get to that place. Like, I know so many young people, I want to be used by God. I want to be used by God. I want to mm-hmm. be used by God. And like you're saying, that doesn't happen within a year. And it's like, oh, so discouraged. Like, I wasn't able yeah, to leave this get social person. media. <laughs> yeah, there's so <laughs> many things we could say. But it's like, listen, right. you, ha- you have to be willing to be faithful with the small things. Mm-hmm. And you have to allow God to do that internal work. Again, mm-hmm. I think we want to, we want to jump over like we want to see God use us yeah but we don't really want God to work in us yeah we don't want to be tried by fire yeah it's like yeah it's like Lord don't go to that area of my life but use me you know what I mean and so sanctification like like we have to understand this about salvation real quick is that Jesus didn't just like he saved us Mm -hmm. is true but it's not complete he's still saving us. Mm-hmm. So there's actually three stages to salvation. Right. There's justification, mm-hmm. there's sanctification, mm-hmm. and there's glorification. Amen. And justification is that he's declared us righteous because of the finished work of Christ. That's what happens when we respond in faith to the gospel and the spirit comes into our life, mm-hmm. is we're justified just as if we've never sinned. Which sent, is forever. Amen. Which is forever, it's eternal, it's incredible, but that's only the beginning of the salvation process so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. So in the this journey that I brought up that word over and over again to try and get that picture in our head that it is a journey. It does take time. Like journeys aren't quick road trips. They mm-hmm. they, they take time and it's full of adventure and craziness and chaos, but the, there's beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And that is what the Bible refers to as the sanctification process mm-hmm. of God setting us apart and he's continually saving us. Yep. So I, I just, I'm so amazed at God's grace that it wasn't like I saved you. I saved you, and now you're left to yourself. Yeah. It's like, no, He keeps on saving me. He's going to keep on saving me from sin. He's going to mm-hmm. keep on, like, saving those, those bad days and redeeming things. And He's going to save my marriage. He's going to protect things in the future. It's like, He's 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 got me. And this mm-hmm. is the sanctification. And it's all leading to glorification, mm-hmm. where we will no longer struggle with this body of death, the yep. wretched man that I am, yep. mm-hmm. but then we would step into glory. Mm. We, will, we will be forever with God and we'll be glorified. Mm-hmm. And uh, so these are the three stages. This is like some basic, a little bit deeper theology here, but these are these three stages of salvation. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about justification. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear a lot of preaching on justification, but the reality is that's just the beginning yep. of what God wants to do in us and mm-hmm. to save us. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and when I you're hope that's incredible. Encouraging, yeah. Yeah. And when you're
1: struggling with... the process of sanctification, you can always fall back on the beauty that you've been justified. Ooh. So, when you're always, that's, and I, that's probably so why good. justification gets preached so much. Yes. Because when, when I'm wrestling through the process of sanctification, discouraged, or I'm dealing with the lies of the enemy, mm-hmm. I can always remember that I've been justified. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, just to anyone who wants to be used by the Lord and you're, you're, you want the easy bake or the microwave mm-hmm. process, just think about King David, who's um, mm-hmm. anointed to be king over mm-hmm. Israel when he's a young teenager. And, but he's not
2: appointed king till 18 years later. Commentators say either 18 to 40 years of the gap of him running away from Saul. So I'm just saying like, you know,
1: and, and I think, we, again, we live in the instant gratification yeah. um, culture, and we can get on social media. That's why I said get off social media. Because mm-hmm. you get on social social media, you see all these other people on stage with the microphone, with the lights on them, and you're like, gosh, you're being used by God. Like, mm. I want to I get there. I want. Yeah. How do I get there? And it's like you don't see the years of mm. testing. You yep. don't see the years of... I'm dying. Of, yep. of, yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and that's just an important reminder. Yep. It's like all through the scripture you see that. You, mean, yeah. you see Jesus, man. He was not... He was 30 years mm-hmm. in obscurity. Mm-hmm. So don't despise the days of small things, wow, and huge. don't despise the days of obscurity. Right, because those—that's God preparing the soil of your wow. life to wow. yield amazing fruit mm-hmm. so that good. will bless others.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Sorry, that was <laughs> love it. If I can add one more thing before we close. Please do. Um, That's so good. Is it, in Galatians, we've been looking at this with the youth, mm-hmm. is that the Galatians, they trusted in the law mm-hmm. to do the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. So they trusted in the do's and don'ts and the lists of Christianity in order to change and transform them mm-hmm. as they're going through this journey of life. But we see that Paul's entire purpose in writing the book of Galatians, and by the time he gets to Galatians, chapter 5, is they, the Galatians, failed to understand that God's grace, the justification, it's enough to keep us started. They didn't understand that it's enough to see us through. Mm, yeah. And and that's the big difference, and that's something just... To, for us to just resonate and to rest in is that God's grace is enough to see us through Amen. in this. And he's, he, it's enough to see us through, th- through those days of small beginnings. Mm-hmm. And, and he's able to see us through. And, and we cannot look to the law for what only God's grace can do. Mm-hmm. It is only God's grace that can bring for this, this kind of abundant life mm-hmm. in our life. And the law just brings death. It brings death to self because right. it tells us we need to change this area of life, but it's the grace by the Holy spirit mm-hmm. that produces life. Yep.
2: yep. Amen. So come on, man. Yeah.
0: Good, so good.
2: Amen. Yes, just surrender to that grace. Surrender to that Holy Mm. Spirit leading, and you will be fruitful. It was Jesus who said in John chapter twelve, I think verse twenty-four. You know, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. Mm. And so the grace and the Holy Spirit is there, ready to empower you. But it's 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 not going to just bulldoze you over. Yeah. Right. You need to submit to that and surrender to that and it'll meet you and it will be fruitful for the yeah. Lord's glory.
0: Mm-hmm. So what a great way to end today, yes. huh? For our be Sunday fruitful. plus. Yes, yes. Be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. in the way to experience that it's humility mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. surrendering to the Lord each and every day. So Amen. God bless you guys. I hope you're encouraged by today and we'll see you next time on Sunday plus. God bless you guys. See ya. you That concludes today's episode of Sunday Plus, a Calvary Vista podcast. If you're encouraged by today's episode, would you share it with a friend? We'd also really appreciate it if you left us a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in on. Until next week, we'll see you next time on Sunday Plus.